Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, October the 15th, 2012. This is episode number 22 of Purple Mafia. Thank you once again for joining me. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank you each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. I am once again your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Call me whichever you like. Thanks again, Dylan Richardson, for the introduction. And, of course, for being <laughs> making the show possible, as he is, of course, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com. Well, here we are, guys. Here we are. It's, uh... I'm just so glad that, uh... We exploited that, pa- that, that horrible pass defense of the Washington Redskins, and I'm just so glad that our pass rush showed up to play today, and so glad that our defense that our secondary, our awesome, suddenly awesome secondary showed up to play as well. It's a great game. It's a great game. The Vikings uh, came into Washington and they just took care of business. They sure did. Like puke up a donkey's you know what. <laughs> this game was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was what it was. The score does not indicate how horrendous this game was. Honest to God. Uh, which is, but, but at the same time, <laughs> it doesn't it also, still, the Vikings still could have easily won the football game, as you'll hear from the two callers today. We thought it was three, but it's two, and hey, it's the call-in Hall of Fame. You got uh, Anthony from L.A. and Sebastian Balls. Thank you guys always for calling in once again, once again, many, many calls over many, many shows. Anthony from L.A. and Sebastian, of course, from Minnesota. Yes, sir, kind enough to call in yet again, yet again. And uh, they're not happy. No, they're not. You're going to hear a lot of passion from both of them. That's the good part. But it's not a happy passion. It's a frustrated passion. And you're going to hear that from me as well. Because guess what, folks? This is an emotion show. Yep. Less notes, more emotion. It's one of those. Yep. It's another emotion show. It's another one of those shows where, yeah, it's just filled with what it is. Aren't you excited? (laughs) Okay. So it's not going to be as structured as some other ones might be, but at the same time, it'll be it'll be what it is, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you do. Uh, yep. Continue to tell a friend about the show if you can also, by the way. Uh, first and foremost, we'll get to the, the call-in line really quick. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which is, of course, Purple Mafia. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Leave your name in town, or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, your name in town, at minimum your name. 
town if you can. That'd be cool, but yeah. You get the idea, like Anthony from L.A. Name and town. See? Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> but yeah, that's the call-in line. Do give it a call. It would be appreciated. You got the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Go to, simply go to that show and click like. Had a couple of new likes this week. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll get to that uh, in a second. Or Actually, I think it was only one this week. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not not many new likes on that page very often. I'd like to get more if we could out there. I know you guys are out there, as I said before. I can hear you breathing. Uh, there's also the Twitter account, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. Simply give it a follow. It's that simple. Yeah. Yep, Dan Taylor's the Hall of Fame on the Hall of Famer on Twitter over there. Oh, I love Dan Taylor. Yep, and he also posts on the Facebook page as well. We're gonna get to that stuff, but first and foremost, as per usual, we call in line and we open with the great Anthony from LA. What's up, Joey? Anthony from LA. First off, uh the should have, could have plays like that we didn't make. Uh, we should have made touchdowns, of course. Everyone knows we should have made touchdowns on those first three field goals that we did that were, what, I think they were all three of them were inside the 20 or 30. We should have scored uh, touchdowns. I know one of them was, like, on the two-yard line. You know, I, I, that was the first field goal, I think it was. I, I would have had them go for it. I don't even care. But uh, we got we to gotta score touchdowns. We, we should have been up 21-0 at, at some part, the beginning part of the game. Um, defense was no, no pass rush at all. No outside containment. RG3 was just running first down. Antoine Winfield was our best player today. He made a bunch of plays early in the game. We had an interception. Um, everyone, their play, their receivers just were wide open, finding the perfect spot in our zone defense. There, he was just hitting it perfectly. He had no, no pass rush at all for some reason. He had all kinds of time. When you get all kinds of time like that in cover two, you're going to find an open guy. And our offense, I mean, Percy Harvin and Adrian Peterson can't do it all, even though I know Adrian Peterson only had, like, 79 yards rushing. And, I mean, kind of every week he's, he's, he's really not too, you know, too high on, on the numbers, you know, especially the touchdowns. I don't think he's scored since the first game, right? I'm not sure about that. But but uh, he he's, he's, he's not getting the big yardage that we need him to get to kind of open up the passing, I think. I think in order for us to kind of get a little bit more passing yards down the field, he needs to kind of open it up a little bit more uh, running the ball-wise. Maybe it's blocking, I don't know. But uh, Percy Harvin is nowhere to be found in the red zone either. He gets all his catches, you know, from the 20s, from 20 to the other 20s. You know, but once it comes to inside the 20s, inside the red zone, he's nowhere to be found. It's just pretty much Rudolph. That's it. You know, we got to find a way to get the ball to Percy Harvin in the red zone. Whether it's a short pass, a screen pass, I don't know. But we got to get him in the ball more in the red zone to score points and touchdowns. So that's what it comes down to. And we lost because we didn't score touchdowns in the beginning of the game. We scored those three touchdowns. We're winning. We have all the momentum. It's pretty much a blowout again. All right, Joey. I'll talk to you. And I thank you once again, Anthony from L.A., for another great call and a very, very impassioned version of Anthony from L.A., a similar a bit to the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts game. This game was a bit similar to the Indianapolis Colts game, wasn't it? It really was in a lot of ways. Some ways I can mention and some ways I can't. <laughs> just kind of personal stuff in the background. Not not bad, not, just not important to the show. Um, 
boy, oh boy. This is, uh, well, it's like an emotion show, too, like that one was. <laughs> so this one hopefully will be better than that one. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, that was a very good call. Of course, Anthony, very impassioned, like I'm just repeating myself. Yeah, all the field goals, I mean, just, just look at the first quarter here. Just look at it. Blair Walsh, 20-yard field goal. Blair Walsh, 27-yard field goal. Blair Walsh, 27-yard field goal. Look, that's not enough to work with. It's good times. Yeah, it's 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 just, it's good times. You know, uh, thanks very much. Uh, nothing wrong with Blair Walsh, but thanks very much, Vikings offense, for being clutch as, yeah, just real clutch, especially on that first one, like you mentioned, on the two bleeping yard line. You would have gone for it. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um... I would have just figured if we got stood up there, but um, eh, I'm kind of neutral on that. I mean, yeah, okay, I guess I would have gone for it, yes. But I'm not, like, pissed off about it. Uh, Adrian didn't have the most dominant numbers ever. No, he hasn't really had those for, like, a while, like you were mentioning. Did get 4.6 a carry, but that was held by a 32-yard scamper. Um, I believe it was in the third quarter. I could be mixed up. Doesn't really matter in the in the grand scheme of things, but uh, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, <I'll, laughs> this was just you know, it was just one of those games. I, it's just one of those games. You just scratching your head the whole time. I really don't like the Washington Redskins. I, I, it's personal, you know. I mean, I, ever since this, well, really, ever since the 1987 NFC title game, and of course that really just ugh Super Bowl in '92. I've never liked the Washington Redskins. It's it's personal, man. And every time we play them, I just want to see them like lose like a hundred to zero. But of course, you know, ninety two losing to them in the playoffs that was just di- ridiculous. Twenty four to seven. I've mentioned this a million times, I know, and I don't mean to reflect only on the past all the time. I know Sebastian doesn't like it, but I'm not comparing this team to those teams. I'm just just talking about why I hate the Redskins. To some somebody who might might maybe a new listener. There's that, of course. Uh, 2007 is another huge example where they just kind of stormed into the Metrodome. Vikings look like they're going to the playoffs. All they got to do is beat this stupid Redskins team, and they just kicked our bleeping ass uh, on our field, home home turf, whatever you want to call it. And it was all she wrote at that point. It was just like a devastating, crushing defeat to a team that I called boring. And I'm all this team was not boring. No, this version of the Redskins is not boring. That one was. God, you know, they had like a statue for a quarterback. Their, their best player was a tight end, whatever. But um, I'm getting off track a bit. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no pass rush, though. I mean, and that, that actually bugs me more and bugged me more than the offense. Because, you know, the offense, yeah, they bugged the, sh- the crap out of me. Excuse me. <laughs> he almost said something there. You can guess what. Uh, yeah, they bugged the crap out of me more than half the time, especially that Detroit Lions game. That, it's like, can we please like complete a pass? Can we please get something moving? Apparently not. You know, it's just, it's total bull. And yeah, we completed passes in this game. Oh yeah, a hell of a lot more than in that Detroit game. But it's just one of those deals where can we complete a pass when we need to? Can we complete a pass when it actually can give us something good? Like, can we get touchdowns when we're not down by, like, 25 points or 20, whatever, 24 points, 16 points? Can we, 17, what the heck am I talking about, 14 points? Can we not, like, get a touchdown when we have a chance to, like, take a convincing lead, a la what Anthony from L.A. said? Should have been up 
Yeah, in a perfect world, we would have been. As, uh, let's how about at least like 17-0, maybe get two touchdowns out of it. Or God forbid, oh, maybe... It, mm, it's just ridiculous. You know, maybe, maybe 13-0, at least get something. Get one touchdown, one. It's like the first one. No, of course, not, not, nothing of it. Nothing of it. Yeah, I mean, Ant- Ant- Antoine, Anthony Winfield. No, Antoine Winfield was the only... Yeah, like he, he was the only good defensive player out there. I mean, it was, okay, Jared Allen got one sack. Sebastian talks about that in a little bit. But yeah, one sack. Really? Okay, that's good. The yeah, One sack is good, but we how about a couple more? Yeah, like, hello. Interesting point you made also. No Percy in the red zone. Yeah, I. you never see Percy in the red zone. And how many touchdowns does he have this year? One. That's right. One touchdown. You need to get some other options going here, guys. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph's got his four touchdowns, but it's kind of like de facto. You know, it's like he's the de facto red zone guy, and if he's the only guy that's really a factor in the red zone, well, we're happy for you. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson, you mentioned, uh, hasn't scored since the first game. He's got two touchdowns, so apparently he did score... At some point here, got to look at the game log real quick. Two touchdowns of almost 500 yards, 499. Uh, yeah, he did score. Yeah, duh. The two touchdowns were in the first week. So good call, Anthony. Very good call there. Very good call in general, but good call on that particular topic. And yeah, his numbers aren't the greatest. Um, they haven't been terrible, though. His 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 low for the year is 60. And if you get 60 yards a game, it was at 62 yards a game, you're guaranteed like a 1,000 uh rushing yards, but a yeah, thousand rushing yards isn't exactly knocking everyone's socks off. I mean, mediocre running backs are capable of doing it if they play a whole 16-game season. But, yeah, no, there's been no explosion from Adrian this year. His best game was in Detroit, and boy, was it ever. 102 yards, and that's not because of the stats. He just, he looked like like he was ready to rock and roll. It was, it's interesting, it's been kind of like a peak and valley type of thing. It's like a build-up and then the decline. He's kind of on the slight decline again. 79 yards, no one's going to complain about that, but no touchdown. The one exciting part about Adrian, he did get 50 yards um, receiving to go with seven, seven catches. That's like, that's got to be a career high for him. I mean, seven catches for Adrian? Pretty crazy. He had four in the Detroit game, but only for 20 yards, because that whole game was just, every single pass completed was like five freaking yards. No, what am I saying? Five yards? No, more like two. And that's kind of what this felt like half the time. No deep threat, and I was talking about in the previous show, uh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Uh, Jerome Simpson was going to get a touchdown in this game. No, he didn't even play. It's like another a very important piece that we just need on the field, and guess what? He wasn't on the field because he's hurt. You know, I can't hate a guy for being hurt, but I can dislike him for being hurt and be frustrated with him for it. And, yeah. That's exactly how I feel about it. It's it's annoying and frustrating. Come on, you know, dependability would be nice around here. Uh, are there any point more points? Uh, that's about it. Very good takes by Anthony. Thank you very much, Sebastian. It is your turn. Come on down. Hey, Joey. Well, you know what can I say about this game? Uh well, offense sucked. Uh, trying to bleep my own self out right now. I'm so frustrated. 
a little bit more exhausted from uh, throwing things across the house and getting really upset with our team. Let's see. Oh, somebody who couldn't throw today, Christian Ponder. Kyle Rudolph, can't catch. Percy Harvin, wasn't able to break anything too big. Adrian Peterson, couldn't run up the middle. Toby Gerhardt, this Toby Gerhardt just can't do too much when it's called on. Uh, Jerome Simpson, inactive. Uh, Michael Jenkins, cement shoes. Um, Devin Aroma should do. Devin Aroma should do. That's all I gotta say about that. He did what he does and nothing much more. He can catch. You just can't get too open all the time. Uh, Jared Allen, fourth sack of the year. We only got one sack. There was an issue. One sack. Like, defense, where were you? And that should be the title of the show. Defense, where were you? They ran an option. They ran the ball. They played action. They did everything. They could, and we could not stop Jack Diddley squat. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe how bad our defense and offense were combined. Like, only nine points when it could have been three touchdowns for 21? Are you bleeping kidding me? Oh, I'm just so frustrated. I got it. I'm going to end this phone call before I start swearing. Thanks for letting me call in. There's only one way to describe that call right there by Sebastian Balls. Passion. Huh, passion or passionate. Yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're trying not to swear. I understand. I've, I almost did already like a couple times on this show. A couple. To try to sip this uh, wonderful lime LaCroix uh, <laughs> mineral water. No, it's not a, not a, uh, uh, what's the stupid word, sponsor. But, oh, it, it should be. Yeah, let's, let's give it to him, because I pretty much have one of these every single show. But anyhow, yeah, the offense. <laughs> Sebastian is a, boy, he's a passionate kid, isn't he? A kid, I'm sorry, I don't mean to call you a kid. Uh, yeah, he, he's a passionate dude. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I don't blame you for saying this, uh, for saying, like, the offense sucks and the defense sucks and all that stuff. Little, a little knee-jerk, but, hey, that's, I don't blame you. It's just, it was that frustrating. Yes, it was. Um, threw things across the house. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to do that on occasion, but that's, uh, that's private. Anyhow, <laughs> the offense certainly sucked in the game overall, but the funny part is, well, the funny part is, it's just, you look at the total yards. Yeah, four hundred and twenty-one, and they led the. Why they beat the? They beat the Redskins. Boy, I can't talk very good. They had sixty more total yards in Washington at three sixty-one versus four twenty-one. They also had twenty-seven first downs versus twenty. So that tells you something. Yeah, the offense did suck because they couldn't execute. Yeah, they got the stats. They got the number. They got the yards. Excuse me, but they didn't get get the ball in the end zone. And that's still the object of the game. That's the name of the game. The ball goes in the end zone. And it didn't do it. That's for darn sure. Boom! Okay, there we go. I had to do that. Because that's kind of how what's-his-name talks sometimes. Uh, yeah, that guy. That guy that puts his name on video games with a... Yeah, that guy. Anyhow, um, Aroma should do. Yeah, that's... 
Funny how you mentioned now you kind of were probably the most positive about him on the offensive side, that he was actually okay, that he can catch, that there wasn't much. I like Devin Rome as you do. At least he's okay, yeah. At least he's okay. I think he's a third receiver, and Vikings don't always treat him like a third receiver. Unfortunately, he only got one catch in the game, but it was in an important time, 13 yards. Yeah, Percy Harvin, holy cow. Michael Jenkins, Kyle Rudolph. Funny how you're like, Kyle Rudolph can't catch. Well, he didn't catch when he needed to. He got six catches for 56 yards. Jenkins also six for 67. Percy, of course, incredible, 11 for 133. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. This is usually later on when I get more into the number crunching. But since you mentioned, like, every single offensive player, (laughs) it's funny how their numbers were good, but no, they did not execute when it mattered. That's absolutely true. But the guy that killed the Vikings on this day, I'm sorry, the guy that killed them, was the return of Pondover. That's right, the return of Pondover. Uh, you, you wanted the title of the show to be Hello, Where's the Defense? I'm going to go with the return of Pondover, man. Cause I, I think that's what killed us. And no, the defense absolutely killed us. Yes, they did. But so did Pondover. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, the defense did kill us. Hello, where's the defense? But hello, where was the offense as well? I know you mentioned that only nine, yep, and the same common thread there, only nine points when it could have been 21, woulda, coulda, shoulda type of thing. Yeah. Yep, I understand. Yep, you're an upset individual right now, Sebastian, and so am I. I mean, I was in a rotten mood most of the day yesterday, and it sure as heck didn't help us to watch the Minnesota Lynx in their WNBA Finals game. I mean, come on here. We're, we're, we're desperate here in Minnesota. We need a team to be a dynasty of some kind. Hey, they're trying to win their second straight WNBA title. Yeah, the way they played yesterday in Game 1 at home tells me they ain't going to be repeat champions. And if they are, it's going to take a completely different effort. I mean, they, they don't look even look hungry. But again, off-topic like always, like I'm just talented at doing that apparently. Yep. Only one sack, Sebastian. Only one sack, no pass rush. No pass rush, yep. Horse crap, huh? <laughs> Stone shoes. Uh, I like that line by Michael Jenkins. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like Michael Jenkins. You know, I don't think he should get nearly the amount of t- throws that he gets. I think those throws need to go more to Devin Aroma. Should do. I think he's the third receiver, third best receiver on this team. Though unfortunately, yesterday without the stupid. You know, thanks for being on the football field. Uh, you know, I'm I'm upset with Jerome Simpson. I'm sorry. We lose three, lose the first three games because the guy's the biggest marijuana dealer since Michael Beasley. Okay, we'll leave that where it is. But, um, yeah, and, and now he's hurt. You know, we've been waiting like half the, we've been waiting like a quarter of the season practically, and the SOB's hurt now. Great. You know, come on, man. <laughs> is there too many munchies making you out of shape, or what's the deal here? Sorry to be a little bit graphic there, but uh, yeah, I'm frustrated, as you can tell. Jerome Simpson, where the hell were you? Seriously. That, that's what I mean, seriously. It's okay to be frustrated that a guy is hurt, especially when he already missed three games for being very irresponsible during the offseason. And yeah, we signed up for it. We sure did, because he was already suspended before we signed him. Um, so, whatever. Uh, luckily, that activity has not... Uh, reared its ugly head. We hope it never does again. The injury, well, I mean, again, whatever. <laughs> it's it's hard to get a touch. It's, it's hard to get uh It's 
it's hard to, to give us a touchdown when you're not even in the football game. So thanks again for that, or to, to contribute when you're not when you're not available. So, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you, Sebastian, completely. I hope I'm not missing your points too much. I think I pretty much covered what you had to say there, and Mirror did the best I can. I mean, it's yeah, as we all like to say, it is what it is, and yeah, we'll continue from here. The Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. Twitter was a little bit less active uh, yesterday, or I was a little bit less active in general yesterday, kind of busy a bit, and I apologize for that. I'm going to be more active again like uh, uh, next week. i got to thank in the air for the Arizona game. That should be fun. Hopefully it'll be a win, but we'll talk about that when the time comes because it's just not the time to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, funny how things change, though. Yep, Dan Taylor on the Twitter. I'll say this early. Yeah, he says, we are going through them like butter. We are going through them like butter, but we need more than field goals from it. Exactly, Dan. Dan Taylor. Daniel Taylor. Yep. Exactly, exactly Dan Taylor. Yep. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And he says, it was a brutal second quarter. They just looked shell-shocked. Need to get it together right now. Yes, you are correct, Dan Taylor. We're going to be right back to him in a second. I think he's the yeah he's the only tw- uh, person on Twitter uh, yesterday. Sometimes it's like ten people. Sometimes it's one or two. <laughs> this time it was one or two. Um, yeah, I'm going to start with uh, when I posted episode 121. Some nice comments from a few guys here. So got to give them a little love here, a little response. Tony Coleman says already downloaded, not listened yet. Mind you, but downloaded. I plan to listen tomorrow on my commute. I said, I hope I make his commute enjoyable. He says, always, my friend. So thank you very much, Tony. Anthony, the other Tony, you could say. Anthony says, I will listen tonight at work. I hate hearing the sound of my voice. Wow, Anthony from L.A. saying he hates hearing the sound of his voice? Man, man, man. Listen to you. Can't make it too much noise here in the background. Sorry. Slapping myself. Uh, Man, listen to you, Anthony. Man, literally. <laughs> really? You've called into like 20 shows. You, you must love the sound of your voice. <laughs> no, and I think you... Uh, and no, I'm not complaining. I think it's awesome that you're calling in. Let's keep it up. Uh, man, how... how yeah, I, I think you do a great job, Anthony. I think your voice sounds very good. You fit in very nicely on this show, and I appreciate it. Appreciation. Very much appreciation. Mark Carlson... With more ni- with more nice things to say. Thank you very much. Wow, it's a long one, but I'll get to that. He says, another great show. Joey, I listened in today at work. I know I am a newbie to the show, but it has been so much fun listening in. I only wish I had been on board the Purple Mafia listenership long ago. Thank you for that. Uh, although, the last two years have been tough on fans of the Nord... As you have said, Joey, but if you have been a fan of the Purple People Eaters as long as I have, you can manage through the tough times. Note to Sebastian Balls, understand the doubt and and weariness. Yes, sir. Drinking the Kool-Aid never helps. Thank you. I agree. I cannot stand when people drink the Kool-Aid. I mentioned, wow, whoa, listen to this one. I mentioned the Herschel Walker deal to start off. That had to be all Kool-Aid. We, we learned, or did we? I say to all fans, stay cool and hope the management and coaching changes will put the ultimate team on the field to take home the big one. In the meanwhile, enjoy the game. Have fun watching with your family and friends. 
And by all means, stay tuned to Joey and the Purple Mafia. Do I get another gold star? <laughs> oh, boy. Look at you, getting greedy already. Wow, look at you. I get... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the gold star thing. I mean, it was just kind of. I just kind of threw that that bit in like a couple years ago, I think, uh, and all of a sudden it's starting to get popular now. That's funny. I'm. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bouncing around a little bit first before I be passing out gold stars. Yes, I'm gonna be a little more. I'm gonna be a little more patient. No, and it's nothing against anybody. That's an awesome thing. Heck, I mean, if I could give you a gold star every show, I would. But I might wanna. I might want to be a, I might want to, I mean, I, I usually like to kind of shuffle it around a little bit. So, where are we? We are bouncing around. Isn't that great? Yes, we are. So, oh boy, Some crazy stuff. There is a new one on here. Yes, sir. We will get to that here in a second. It's, uh, oh, here we go. Sebastian Balls. Yeah, because I wanted to pick the right one here. <laughs> he says, the Titans beat the Steelers speaks volume about us. At the time, yes. Uh, now we're kind of, yeah, kind of trying to figure out what to do here at this point, the Vikings are. Dave Hickey. Dave Hickey. I, I believe he's new. I don't think he's, uh, I'm not sure if he's clicked like on the page yet, so if you're listening Dave welcome aboard um, don't forget to click like if you have not yet on the page forgive me if you have because uh, yeah, for some reason I'm not even able to see the list now which is really weird he says I just downloaded your podcast it's pretty good I enjoy listening to anything or enjoy listening to any Viking stuff my viking.com handle is vikelifer because I've been a lifelong fan keep up the good work and I'll keep listening Hey, thank you very much, Dave. Very, very nice to meet you. And, uh, yeah, it's a lifelong Vikes fan, huh? People like us. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, you know, it feels great. I hope we can win a Super Bowl someday, Dave. It would be be awesome. Thanks again, and I do hope you do keep listening. Thank you, Dave. I I really appreciate uh, you hopping on board. But don't forget to click like if you have not yet. That's uh, on the important side, we'll say. (laughs) Mark. Carlson saying, getting ready for kickoff here at home in Iowa Skull Vikings. And there you go. Good to hear at the time, anyway. Yep, Sebastian Balls generates a lot of conversation here. Yes, it is. Oh, where are we? What just happened? Don't you just love when this thing does this? I sure don't. Here we go. He says, so bleeping sick of field goals, as mentioned, and generates like 19 comments back and forth. He says, whenever we play the skins, I get pissed. It's just, yep, he keeps Sebastian going on, a lot of passionate stuff. Feels like he's about to have a bleeping heart attack. He doesn't get it, we suck. <laughs> we bleeping suck. He keeps saying it and saying it and saying it. <laughs> hey, it's just one of those deals. He says he gets pissed when we play the Redskins, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those deals. I mean, I was saying how he won the previous two times. Of course, complete NFL junk time during a junk season. So when it's a game that has value, seemingly has been the same old story of the Vikings versus Redskins in a meaningful game. Yes, sir. A meaningful game is when we're not winning. Same old story. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. We beat the Redskins both times the last two years. 
in junk games. And now when it's a game that matters, guess what? Same old crap. Yep, just like 2007, just like whenever. And no, I'm not living in the past, not comparing this team to 2007. I'm just giving an example. So before anybody jumps on me saying I'm living in the past, so be nice, Sebastian, be nice this time. (laughs) Now, I actually misconstrued what he said here. I thought he was, like, actually ranting at me, but he wasn't. He says, who cares? Who cares what we did last year? Our couple year... A couple of years ago, I did this quote last week, and it's true for this. The past does not matter. This is a week-to-week, year-to-year league. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things. He's just restating the point. He says when I got a little bit like, huh, what the heck? Why are you getting all mad about the past? And No, it's because I'm not trying to live in the past here. It's more or less just giving an example of what happened. Yeah. Giving an example of what's been the story of this team. So it's time to move around. A little bit, um, now mention what, yeah, I gotta mention what Sebastian Ball says here. He says he saw his great-grandma in the hospital, now getting pumped to watch the game. Uh, yeah, I hope she's doing okay, Sebastian. Best wishes to your great-grandma. That's cool that, uh, yeah, it's cool that you have a great-grandma currently. That's cool. So, uh, best wishes. Give her my best wishes and all of us in the Purple Mafia family giving her her best wishes. Yes, sir. Janine. Janine, yes sir, I remember, yep, I've been, this is a very familiar name, finally actually joined the page, finally did, like I wanted her to click like about two years ago, and so she finally has joined, so yep, she's also like a long, long time uh, Viking fan from the old school, so welcome on board, Janine, welcome on board, finally she says, uh, Joey, 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 what can I say about today's game, it was a winnable game that the Vikings lost. Ponder was outwitted, outplayed, and outhustled by Robert Griffin III. Griffin was electrifying and Ponder was okay. But his three turnovers came at crucial times, which just killed the Vikings. And he and he bears some of that responsibility. Frazier looked pissed, and I wouldn't want to be on the fly, on the plane flying back to Minnesota. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sebastian says, Joey, look who I brought back. Mark is bringing in new people, and I'm bringing back vets of this show. Thank you for that, Sebastian. That would be cool. He says, Jeannie should call in. Janine should call in. Hey, why not? Why not? She also mentions she witnessed the debacle in person. It was painful and embarrassing. Yes, sir. Sebastian mentioned that he just called, and hell yeah, we got that call in, Sebastian. Thank you for that. So, I guess, okay, here we go. And just to be fair, yeah, well, you brought in uh, you brought in Janine. That's a, you know, I, I seemingly couldn't do it, so if you did it, Sebastian, you get this week's Gold Star. Congratulations, Sebastian. Yes, finally, <laughs> finally getting another Gold Star. No, it hasn't been that long. Probably like a couple, just a couple shows ago. So, Sebastian Balls with the gold star. Yes, sir. Congratulations for that. Bringing Janine into the house. Yes, sir. Welcome on board, Janine, once again. And, uh, you know, I almost should give her the gold star for making making a good statement there. That was good stuff. And, um, yeah. It's like we could kind of say they're co-gold stars. So, that little gold star goes to kind of goes kind of to both of you. I'm going to go back to the Twitter first before I continue. So, yeah, there'll be a little bit less interaction on this show compared to this. 
apologize about that. There's a yep. <laughs> trying not to be distracted here. Trying to check something, but uh, yep. Apologize there. So we'll continue. Twitter account Dan Taylor says brutal second quarter. They just look shell shocked. Need to get it together right now. And that was the beginning of the end, wasn't it, Dan? It really was. Oh my God, was it ever? Like you look at the second quarter. Yeah, Vikings didn't do squat. Horrible second quarter. I mean, literally, it was just 17-0. You felt like, man, you know, we should be up 21-0 or something like that, or 17 or 13-0. Great first quarter. That just wound up to be an an okay first quarter, a decent first quarter. And then the four, the second quarter was like, wait, what just happened again? Can somebody fill me in what just the hell just happened here? Let's see, we got to enter. We gotta, yeah, we're turning the ball over. We're getting killed. Guys are just blowing past us. <sighs> Couldn't believe it, man. Couldn't believe it. It was just one of those unbelievable games. That second quarter, it, it was just stunning. It was terrible. <sighs> it was stunningly bad. It really was. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still reeling from what took place in that second quarter. Really, honest to God, it was so stinking bad. Thank you so much. <laughs> Christian Ponder, yep. I mean, uh, I don't even want to. Do I? Ever, I don't even want to remember. You know, that's how bad it was. Really, you know. <sighs> it was a hell of a game in so many ways. Total crap. <sighs> Percy Harvin was okay though. He had a thirty-four yard kick return at, at some point there, uh, but. We you know we got the punts. You got Washington just blowing past us. Christian Ponder fumbled. You know on the very first possession, or not first possession, but I mean the uh, very first play of a drive late in the uh, second quarter. Vikings all uh, trying to get something going. Hopefully hoping to get something going. Next thing you know, he sacked, and then it was a yeah fumble recovery. And just one play later, one bleeping play later, it was a touchdown. And before you knew it, it was like, yep, Washington had taken over the game basically at that point. Terrific. It was 17-9. You suddenly go from 9-0 to 17-9. and just It just seemed like a couple seconds. 17 points for Washington. See, now there, there, they, there you go. There's a team that actually scored when they needed to. They got their touchdowns and such. Did the Vikings? Nope. Of course not. No, they didn't. Oh, they in the fourth quarter when they're down by like 18,000 points. Thanks for that. Dan Taylor continues saying stupid penalties, bad tackling, wide open receivers. Welcome back to 2010. And then the ultimate thing happens. Yeah, it, it happened. I, I don't even, I don't even, you know, really. I, I don't even want to go there. It looked like the Vikings maybe were going to semi get back in the football game, right? Here we go. We're going to finally semi-get back in the game. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, it'd be so nice, wouldn't it? Because uh, they were, you know, we were slowly sleep seeping back into the game. Just slightly. Yeah, just slightly. We were, we were moving the ball. Actually, we weren't really moving the ball too much, were we? No. <laughs> we were pinned back, but it looked like we were starting to improve because we were able to get a field goal semi-recently. We were slowly trying to get semi back in the game. I mean, it wasn't all hopeless yet. It was just the start of the fourth quarter, pretty much. And Christian Ponder. 
commits the cardinal sin of all time. Yeah, he did. He threw a pick six to none other than Madhu Williams. Oh my god! I, <laughs> that's a cardinal sin. You threw a pick six to Madhu Williams. This is Madhu Williams, folks. Madhu Williams is incapable of, of making an interception. But not only does he catch it, it's a pick six. Madhu Williams. Madhu Williams. Oh, the horror stories that we went through for years with this guy. And he pulls this one out of a bag. He pulls a hat. He pulls a rabbit out of a hat, man. Are, are you kidding? I, I I really wish I really wish you were kidding. I mean, this is just one of those things. Just just hearing that name being called. Pondover has returned, ladies and gentlemen. He's starting to look like Rex Grossman again a little bit. The past, uh, he did not look good against Detroit. Uh, he looked good against Tennessee for the most part, but it was like, it's Tennessee. Actually, he wasn't that great. He threw two interceptions against Tennessee. He wasn't that spectacular. He was okay in that game. Christian Bonner's taking a step back the past three weeks, folks. I mean, it's plain as day. He has. He was great against San Francisco, but ever since that game, it's been a slow decline, and reality is beginning to set in once again. I hate reality. I do. And it's like you get, uh, you know, reality that stinks anyway. You get these teams that supposedly have the worst defense ever. Terrible pass defense. Time for that aerial attack. That's why Christian Ponder attempted 52 uh, passes in this football game, by the way. He did get a ton of yards, but overall he was terrible. Christian Ponder was terrible in this game. Certainly didn't look like the same guy in the first four weeks of the season, did he? Oh, no. He looked like a, a gradually, or like a greatly improving player the first four weeks of the season. Or so, not four weeks, first three weeks of the season. And then the next three weeks, none of it. None of it, man. Uh, nope. This wasn't that, This just was not that good. Yeah, good job on the yards, but whatever. Garbage, man. Yeah, you get some touchdowns late in the game to slowly put us back in it, but so what? <laughs> you know, it's just like in the, in the mainstream of things, it's like, so what? We're, we're happy for you. You know? <sighs> what a game. What a bleeping game. Madhu Williams got a pick six, folks. Madhu Williams got a pick six. Making it 31-12. to 12. It was just, at that point, I mean, it's just, you just throw in the towel. You know? 31-12. to 12, I mean, I know it didn't look like the Vikings were going to get back in the game necessarily, but they were still within 12, is what I was trying to say earlier. I just wasn't wording it right. Because they did get a field goal, like the nine billionth field goal this year, <laughs> rather than touchdown. Yeah, I mean a twelve-point game with a full quarter to go. Hey, you know, hey, stuff happens. You can win the game, but not after the pick six to Adi Williams. That's just like throwing the towel. It's it. Stick a fork in Ponder. Stick a fork in the Vikings. At that point, it was all just about boosting stats, pretty much for certain players at that point, which Ponder and Michael Jenkins and Kyle Rudolph with yep another touchdown uh, unbelievable and you know what's really sad you know what's <laughs> we'll get to it in a minute yeah we'll get to it in a minute everybody knows already Dan Taylor says oh oh, now Madea Williams can make interceptions good god he says same old Vikings Jared so one, one guy featuring Jared it says 
proving they're still a young team. At least they made it a game, and that was Dan Taylor. Or he was responding to myself and Dan Taylor there. Dan uh, Taylor again commenting, saying the lack of any sort of deep threat is killing us. Number one priority in the draft next year. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's a little early to be talking about the draft, but at the same time, yeah, uh, yeah. Vikings need to get a wide receiver. Absolutely. Yeah. Plain is, yep, yep, plain and simple there. So that concludes the Twitter page. Thank you, Dan Taylor and Jared. Thank you indeed for that. Very cool guys right there. Uh, well, mostly uh, Dan Taylor, not not so much Jared, because I, really, I don't think he's even following Purple Mafia and even knows what it is. But anyhow, he just kind of responded to Dan Taylor mostly. Sebastian Balls says, Dear fellow Viking fans, as we sit here and look back on the awful game, I think to myself, we're 4-2, and two, and if we play at this rate, we can be 8-4, and four, maybe even 10-6. and six. I know that's a stretch, but I honestly don't think this game is going to hurt us as much as it feels right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's in, yeah. Sebastian very frustrated earlier, and right there a little bit more calm, apparently. Ten and six, I think it's still very realistic, yes. Though, I mean, this game was disappointing, no doubt about it. But no, like I was saying, the Vikings did kind of, the Vikings were actually back in the football game with a couple of good drives, getting touchdowns to Jenkins and Rudolph. It's funny, it was enough of a tease. Like, say there was about three and a half minutes left to go in the game. It's like, okay, maybe we can get a three and out here or something like that, and then here we go. Maybe we could pull off the miracle. The miracle in in the capital. Yeah, there we go. There's a new one. Vikings failed a two-point attempt, just mentioning after they got the touchdown to Rudolph. So it was 26-31 versus or 31-26, where it could have been 31-28. That would have been really cool. Then all you have to do is get in field goal range. But none of it. You need the defense to make a stop at a very important time. Oh no, not against the Washington Redskins in a in a in a game that actually matters for something. No, you know what happened? Yeah, you know what happened. Robert Griffith broke through. Robert Griffin broke the third broke through for seventy six yards. And as they say, that's the ball game. Hopefully the audio wasn't choppy there, but yeah, as they say, that's the ball game. That yeah, was all she wrote. I mean, if it wasn't bad enough already. Medeo bleeping Williams, uh, horrible deep, horrible everything. Just guys not completing passes, or not compl- not making catches, no pass rush, and then you know we still have a bleeping shot to win the football game. You know, throwing an interception to Medeo Williams for a pick six. I probably said that a thousand times, but that's how amazing it is that that actually happened. And then you give up 76-yard scamper by Robert Griffin III. I don't care how good he is. I don't care how athletic he is. I don't care. Come on. Really? Really? Seriously? That sucked. I mean, that, that was just absolute garbage. Seriously, like, can you make a tackle, guys? Just, just, just like, slow him down and then somebody else make a tackle. Just, just, please, get somebody do something. Just come on, get that tackle. Get that guy on the ground. What the hell is this? Get that guy down. Okay, yeah, you get the idea. Kind of going mafia there on it. <laughs> it's about how a mafia person would be saying right there. And I think some of the guys on defense would be locked up in a chamber somewhere. Anyhow, in a dungeon somewhere after that, in a basement somewhere. Dan Taylor says, yesterday, ah, this is on the Facebook page, so Dan Taylor again. Yes, sir. Says, yesterday was very disappointing. 
but I feel a lot better knowing the Vikings are playing in London next year. <laughs> yeah, because that was announced today. The Vikings will have a game in London next year. So, hey, there you go, Dan. Now you can see them up close and personal. The UK native, Dan Taylor, may have a shot to see the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sure he's going to try to. Um, hey, man, there you go. Congratulations on that front, Dan. Hopefully the Vikings can do something of it. This uh, Hopefully the Vikings make a good showing of it, is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, that concludes the interaction with the uh, listenership, the Facebook page, the Twitter account, all that good stuff. You know, Washington's offense wasn't that great, was it? Look at the receiving numbers. You know, Santana Moss, four catches, 46 yards. Fred Davis, who I don't even know who that is, barely. Three, catch, three catches for 46 yards. Joshua Morgan, who's that again? 42 yards, and so on and so forth. Just various one or two catch, 20 yard, three yard, whatever deal the rest of the way. The Vikings offense, statistically, just the numbers alone, look like they dominated the Redskins outside of those golf-forsaken pondovers, uh, turnovers, excuse me. Outside of that, it looked good. Uh, Anton Winfield did get an interception for the Vikings. We appreciate that very much. Tristan Potter, yep. Two interceptions and a fumble. It was pond over. Like last year, he had a fumble six. I remember that ponder. ponder. A fumble six. An F6. <gasps> an F6. Hey, that sounds like an airplane. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, the pass deflections way down, though, versus previous weeks. Nobody had multiple pass deflections. and There were four overall in the game, which probably still is an improvement over last year's team, but certainly not nothing like in the previous weeks. DeMarcus Sanford and Antoine Winfield leading in tackles. Overall, Antoine Winfield, the king in that category with five tackles and five assists. Two assists for Sanford with five solos. Um, A forced fumble by DeMarcus Sanford again. DeMarcus Sanford forced another fumble. I think he needs to start for the rest of the season. Believe it or not. Even though the secondary didn't play that great, they were okay. It was mostly the pass rush. The linebackers and the defensive line let the Vikings down yesterday. That's the reason why Robert Griffin III ran for 76 yards. That's the reason why the Washington Redskins were kind of were getting key first downs at key times and bleeping, this, bleeping the whole game up for the Vikings. But number one, number one problem, number one sore thumb or whatever you want to say, sticking out like a sore thumb in this football game, to me was Christian Ponder. I'm sorry. It was. That's why the title of the episode will be The Return of Pondover. Ooh, yeah. Pondover's magnificent, little magnificent, <laughs> magnificent return. Thank you very much. Now take that return and take it away and bring back Christian Ponder. I don't want Pondover here. I want Ponder back on the football field against those Arizona Cardinals. And we're going to talk about that very shortly. So. That pretty much, you know, that's about all I'm going to need to say about this football game. You know, uh, Percy Harvin, spectacular on the kick returns again. Only three kick returns, good for 100 yards. Had a 45-yarder in there, a 35-yarder in there. The guy's just a stud in so many ways. Like I mentioned earlier, 11 receptions. 11. This is a guy who's getting the ball now. 133 receiving yards. Now I look at his numbers and I'm a bit stunned. You know, 540 yards, I thought he had that last week. Maybe I'm screwed up in the head, but he has 540 yards. But the key stat of them all, and brought up by none other than Anthony from L.A., one touchdown. One touchdown. He needs 
they need to get him the ball in the red zone. He got his one touchdown against Tennessee, who absolutely, positively sucks. Woohoo! He got a touchdown against Tennessee. So did 9,000 Detroit Lions. You know, get Percy Harvin the ball in the red zone. I mean, it took that long. It took to week five for Percy Harvin to get a touchdown. Wow. You know, I mean, when you think about that number, that is one of the most telling numbers of the entire season. It took to week five for the leading receiver and probably in football right now. I'm not like looking at, I'm not really looking at that stat right now. But he's got to be, and at least in catches. He's got one touchdown? Anyhow. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Yikes. That is, that is pretty scary. Yeah, get him the ball in the red zone. Thank you very much, Anthony, for, from L.A. for that one. Yeah, I agree 199.99999% on that. Okay, there is no point nine. It's all zeros. 100 bajillion percent. The Detroit Lions... We're going to open it with them on the uh, NFC North Roundup. Oh, goody. It's all good news. Okay, we'll start with the Bears. They had the bye. So they're idle, and they will remain in sole position of first place because they only have one in the loss column. Congratulations to the Bears for not losing a football game this weekend. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions who return from their bye and defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. In a Hey, that's, a, that's an impressive game. It was in Philadelphia. The Eagles aren't great, but they've beaten a couple of good teams this year. I mean, they've, they've showed up to play. But the Detroit Lions defeat the Eagles in Philly, the city of brotherly hate, or brotherly shove, or whatever they call it. 26-23 to in an overtime effort. Detroit Lions not dead yet. No, they're not. Matthew Stafford eclipsed 300 yards, completing 22 of 45 passes. One touchdown, one interception, and a rushing touchdown in the football game. Michael Vick with two touchdowns and two interceptions, 311 yards as well. How about that for coincidence? Philadelphia pretty much, uh, well, they had the lead for a little while. Detroit with a strong fourth quarter, 17 points. That sounds familiar, painfully. 17 points in the second quarter anyway for Washington. Mm -hmm. But the Detroit Lions get it done when it matters most. Getting getting Jason Hansen in field goal range as he nailed a 45-yarder. Jason Hansen, a stud in so many ways. He is just amazing. Not the most exciting, not the prettiest football game in the world for Detroit versus Philadelphia, but hey, a win's a win, and they are now 2-3, and and they're back in the mix, at least for the time being. Speaking of another team that's also back in the mix, oh boy. They have not had a bye yet, and they are now 3-3. That is the uh, vaunted and hated Green Bay Packers. As they... (laughs) Reverse, we'll say reverse the uh, Houston Texans with a 42 to 24. See, notice the reverse 42 24. Uh huh. They reverse the Houston Texans in their house. Houston Texans no longer undefeated. They are absolutely manhandled, obliterated, shoved, pushed around, crushed, kicked in the face, and passed on, <laughs> passed through like butter. You want to talk about going through them like butter. Aaron Rodgers, ladies and gentlemen, did not get one, two, three, four, or even five touchdowns in this game. No, he didn't. He got six. Aaron Rodgers got six touchdowns in this football game. Insane. Ridiculous. What the bleep. (laughs) The Packers were able to hold, yeah, the Packers defense actually looked good in this football game. 
That's another thing. That's another amazing like urban legend type thing right there. The Packers' defense looked good against the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston Texans don't have the sexiest offense of all time, but it's good. Uh, I'm not a big Matt Schaub fan. I think he's always hurt. He's inconsistent, and he drives me nuts. Mostly because he's hurt. I mean, it's hard to win football games when your starting quarterbacks hurt. It, it is hard. Uh, Arian Foster was held all the way down to 29 yards in the game, but he still got two touchdowns. So congratulations to fantasy owners in that case. But no, the, the fantasy owner, any fantasy owner with Aaron Rodgers on the roster, their chances of winning were, oh, <laughs> off the charts. About, they brought, they've got about an 80% chance of winning the game, if not 90 to 99% when your quarterback, especially in a pass-happy league, and a pass ha- if it is a pass-happy fantasy league, yeah, I think you won in that case. Six touchdown passes against one of the best defenses in the league. The Packers looked like champions, and I don't like to use that word. With Green Bay. I do not like to say champions in the same sentence with Green Bay, but they looked like it last night, Sunday and Sunday Night Football on NBC. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, insane. 338 yards for uh, the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers. So, again, looks like the most arrogant man I've ever, one of the most arrogant football players I've seen in, in recently, but uh, yesterday I guess he had the right to be. Oh. God, the Packers just destroyed the Texans. And then it's a game they had to win. I mean, the Green Bay goes down to two and, uh, would they be in two and four? Season isn't over, but season is in big time jeopardy. A maximum, they would win a maximum of 12 games if they won out the rest of the season. That's not a place you want to be just a mere six weeks into the season. So, Green Bay getting the job done when they needed to. Congratulations to them, I guess. I dare say. And, uh, yeah, that's it right there. Green Bay is now 3-3, three and three, and in third place, Detroit is 2-3, and three, and in fourth, Minnesota, second, 4-2, and two, Chicago. The Chicago Bears are the division leaders for the time being, and uh, we'll see where that leads to. <laughs> I'm so happy for the Bears, aren't you? Well, yeah, we're going to have a lot of games against Green Bay and Chicago coming up very soon, very soon, but not yet. First and first and foremost, the Minnesota Vikings have two football games they absolutely must win against the Arizona Cardinals and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Vikings have got to win those football games. I believe they're both home games, and yes, they are. Arizona on Sunday, and then a Thursday nighter immediately. Oh boy, let's say, that's going to be a kind of a test. It's like it's an easy game. In terms of the team, but then again, they actually played pretty good yesterday, didn't they? So just a four-day four rest for the Vikings. They they host the Arizona Cardinals and Tampa Buccaneers in a five-day period this coming week. It's going to be fun, but at the same time, boy. Kansas City isn't a great football team, but boy, they uh, the Buccaneers manhandled them beyond belief. 38-10. to 10. Hmm. I certainly hope that the... Buccaneers suddenly haven't learned how to play football again at 2-3. and three. Arizona is a strong football team, uh, record-wise. Their record is pretty good at 4-2. and two. They did not beat the Buffalo Bills yesterday, though. They lost in overtime, and we're going to get to that right after this.
Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Skull Vikings, let's go. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Skull Vikings, let's go. We are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 122. Thank you again for joining the show. That is a reminder for all iPod users and Double Twist Android users, that's right, <laughs> and other MP3 players. Yeah, on your Android phone, those of you out there, you know, new to the show, maybe you think that you don't want to sit in front of your computer, maybe you don't have an iPod, but you happen to have an Android phone, there is an application on Android called Double Twist. It is not affiliated with Purple Mafia in any way. It is just me, me personally letting you know, being a friendly, friendly thing to let you know. It's a free application called Double Twist. It gives you every podcast that is on iTunes onto your Android phone. You don't have to hook it up to a computer or anything. You simply download. You simply, you know, get, you know, download the uh, application on your phone. Literally, you go to the Google Store, look up Double Twist, get that, and you can get the Purple Mafia Show or Timberwolves Explosion or Brave the Wild, which are all affiliated with me. I am the host of all three of those shows. Brave the Wild, not as frequently as this one, and, of course, Timberwolves Explosion. Brave the Wild, or hockey, of course, in a lockout anyway right now. So, yeah, do do give, do give get that application if you uh, like that. It can basically turns your Android phone into an iPhone in that sense because you can listen to podcasts on it without having to screw around. All right, so the Arizona Cardinals come to town. That's right, the Cardinals come to town, and thankfully this one will be a home. Yep, yeah, will be a noon game, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it'll finally. We're finally going to have a noon game again. It's been a while. I actually missed it quite a bit. It'll feel nice. It'll feel nice having the football game earlier in the afternoon this time around. Oh yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be great. The Arizona Cardinals def- are defeated by the Buffalo Bills. Yesterday in an overtime game, 19 to 16, Arizona Cardinals a better defensive team than they've been in the past. That's one thing of note that we'll get to very shortly. Arizona was at home though, and losing to the three and three Bills not the best thing in the world. But hey, they didn't necessarily get the crap beat out of them. They barely lost the game, and Buffalo is a pretty good offense. Excuse me for that. <clears throat> kind of out to hiccup there. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Completed uh, just over 50% of his passes. No interceptions with no touchdowns. A very mediocre game for a pretty good quarterback there. 
Kevin Cobb has been playing better this year for Arizona. Still not spectacular, but about 1,100 yards and 8 touchdowns, 3 interceptions for the season. Um, only one shy of last year's uh, number of 9 touchdowns last year by Kevin Cobb in an injury-riddled season and a horrible disappointment in his first year as the Arizona Cardinals quote-unquote quarterback of the future as they acquired him from Philadelphia. But yeah, much more promising season this year and a much more promising record until yesterday, but they're still 4-2. Arizona looking okay thus far. Um, they lost their starting running back for the season, though. And uh, people, a lot of people out there think the Arizona Cardinals should produce or produce should pursue Chad Johnson of the Tennessee Titans because hey, he's a good football player. He doesn't, but he doesn't fit into Tennessee. He's been a malcontent there. Arizona should consider doing something like that. Hey, I agree. Why not? I mean, Arizona's always kind of tried to make splashes. And they have been successful at times. They did get Edron James. They did get Kurt Warner. And they made an awesome draft pick in um, the guy by the name of Larry Fitzgerald years ago, of course. They also had Edmund Smith near the end of his career, but he played fantastic with Arizona, as did Kurt Warner, mentioned earlier. Kurt Warner took him all the way to the Super Bowl. Amazing run for Kurt Warner there in Arizona. In fact, he played better as a Cardinal, I think, than a Ram, and that's a big statement. He was he was awesome in Arizona, but with that said, uh, Arizona Cardinals coming in the Metrodome pretty much spell has spelled disaster for them over a long, 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 long history. Minnesota, uh, and I know history does not always repeat itself, but I think the Vikings can and will defeat the Arizona Cardinals because I don't think the Cardinals are as good as the record. That's right, I don't think the Cardinals are a playoff team unless they get a Chad Johnson type. And Chad Johnson not only yeah, has to go to, they not only have to acquire Chad Johnson, but he actually has to live up to his hype for for once in his career, <laughs> since his since his contract year, he actually has to play good again. Yeah, so not only do they have to get him, but he has to play good, and uh, neither of those have happened yet. Kevin Cobb coming back to the pack though, unfortunately, him he has a good he had a good game rushing. Oh gosh, sixty six yards on the round on the ground for Kevin Cobb in the game with twenty two yards scamper overall. William Powell is the running back right now for the Arizona Cardinals. He's actually doing okay, to be honest. Uh, or he was doing okay. <laughs> it was his first game as a starter, actually. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah, it was his first game as a starter. Not bad, though. 70 yards and 13 carries. That's actually pretty solid. Didn't break loose for much. He had as long as the game was 17. But, hey, 70 yards, not bad. Not bad for a guy there for a situation where he didn't have a break-loose deal. It's just consistently good. Unfortunately, those mentioned, we could not defeat the Buffalo Bills. But, uh, you know, they're they're a fairly balanced football team, though. Of course, you have one of the one of the best receivers in all football. Kevin Cobb has improved this year, by the way, and, a, and the running game was all right. It was, it was okay. Uh, but Arizona's defense has been, uh, has improved. Their, their run defense or excuse me, it's it's their their point allowed are actually very they're one of the stingiest teams in football. In fact, fourth in the league, allowing only sixteen point two a game. That is not bad. So the Vikings better be on their game next week. Christian Ponders, we're going to have to see an improvement from him. Though, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings hope hope to try to beat the Cardinals on the ground this year. <laughs> I, um, the Arizona Cardinals have only one defensive touchdown overall. They've forced six fumbles, and they have uh, also 
taken away six interceptions. So you got that going on right there. They have no pick sixes on the year. But one stat that sticks out like a sore thumb, unfortunately, is the sacks. Arizona Cardinals have 19 sacks on the season. That is third in the NFL. Third in the entire NFL. So you're going to see a little pass rush from these Arizona Cardinals. And again, like I mentioned, um, their run defense is is all right. It's about 11th in the league. Their pass defense is closer to around 9 or 8 in the league. So their defense is slightly above average, unfortunately, for <laughs> for the Vikings coming in here. They have a good, uh, yeah, they have a good pass defense. Um, not great, but they, they, it's stingy overall. Let's see there. Uh, might be getting the numbers mixed up here. You got Dallas number one, San Francisco number two, Colts three, blah blah blah, four, five, ninth. They are ninth. Yep, so I was right. Ninth in the league in pass defense. That was dead on. Cool pass, uh, pass defense. Yes, pass defense overall. Ninth in the league, but number three in the league in sacks. So that is one of the big keys. You're gonna have to worry about a pass rush by the Arizona Cardinals, though they did only get two sacks in the game, but they were by the same guy <laughs> against Buffalo. That is, they were by the same guy. O'Brien Shuffield, who now has four sacks on the year. Not the number biggest numbers ever, but hey, four sacks. Jared Allen has four sacks, too. Not quite on pace for that 22 that he had last year. Now, is is he? <laughs> Hopefully the Vikings can get some sacks, though, against the Arizona uh, front line, which is not considered one of the best uh, offensive lines in the league. And traditionally, their offensive line has really never been that good uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. But yeah, a lot of sacks all over the place. You have multiple players with three or four sacks on the Arizona Cardinals. You got Daryl Washington with Washington with four sacks, a guy to watch out for, unfortunately. For Christian Ponder, of course, oh Shuffield, Sam Ocho, uh, Acho, excuse me, uh Carlos Campbell has two sacks. Uh Quentin Groves and Paris Lennon. So you get I mean they got you got a little bit of a pass rush there. Interceptions, mm, they're well, you got one guy to worry about is mostly Patrick Peterson, who's one of the better, one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Not, you know, he's he was a first round pick, fifth overall in 2011. So there you go. There's that's one of the reasons why their pass defense is so good. You got a guy like that in your secondary. You got it's something to build around. Not the best, not the best <laughs> pass defense in the league, but hey, top ten. You got going against a top ten pass defense, and the way Christian Ponder played last week. Well, uh, throw away from Patrick Peterson as best you can. Though, unfortunately, you're probably, obviously, you're going to have him on probably a Percy Harvin or a Jerome Simpson most of the game. So that's the unfortunate part. <laughs> he certainly gets a, lot, a good share of tackles as well. Patrick Peterson, at only 22 years of age, is becoming quietly, or not quietly, but fast becoming one of the better cornerbacks in football. Certainly. Uh Already topped his uh, career high. He's already got a career high in interceptions, <laughs> which is funny. He hasn't forced any fumbles yet, but he's got eight pass deflected already this season versus 13 in the whole 16-game season last year. He has not missed a game due to injury yet, uh, so that, that's another good sign for the, for the Arizona Cardinals there. So, I mean, if you're going to win this football game, obviously, and I hope the Vikings do, uh, you know... Seems like every time, oh, we got to do it in the air. You got to do it on the ground. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. It seems like it ends up being wrong no matter what. 
You expect the Vikings to score 30 points against the Washington Redskins? They don't do it. You expect the Vikings to score 30 points against the Tennessee Titans? Well, they finally did it, but, yeah, but Matt Asselbeck was so bad in the game, it kind of helped in that category. Uh, you had you expected to see 30 points against Indianapolis. That didn't happen. You thought Ponder was going to pass the lights out. Didn't happen. Ponder did get a lot of yards yesterday, but he was he was terrible. A lot of missed passes in the game. He was inaccurate. Not only was he throwing interceptions, but, you know, the ball was all over the place. Classes that could have been intercepted, but they were just way off. It's just one of those deals. It was one of those games. Arizona's not the, 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 the turnover captains of the world, but, again, the way Pondover, Pondover, see, there you go. Pondover has been playing of late. I don't know. I don't know what to think other than this has got to be a ground game. This has got to be a ground game for the Vikings. I, I'm looking overall, though, for a balanced attack with the with a slight edge to the run game for the game plan for the Minnesota Vikings. And that also spells Percy Harvin up the yin-yang once again. Not that we weren't expecting that to happen. Not that that isn't going to happen anyway, no matter who we play. But Percy Harvin is going to be uh, absolute. It's going to be an Adrian Peterson type of game. But it's also going to be uh, it's going to be a uh, Percy Harvin yet again. You're going to see a lot of short passes to Percy Harvin in this game. Again, not like it hasn't happened a quadrillion times already. But that's going to be what's going to happen. The Vikings are going to be moving the chains as best they can, and uh, hopefully they'll be ahead. And that means a lot of running for Adrian Peterson and Toby Gerhardt in this football game. And yes, Toby Gerhardt will be a bigger factor in this game than in the past uh, than in the than in the last game. Believe it or not, I do see Kobe or Toby Gerhardt being somewhat of a factor in the football game. He could get 40 to 60 yards in this game, believe it or not. And could we see Adrian Peterson get a season high in this game? I'm going to make the prediction, yes. I'm going to say Adrian Peterson is going to top his 108-yard performance. Or was it 102? I believe it's 108-yard performance against the Detroit Lions. I see the Vikings doing that in this game. Because, you know, they're going to be... The pass defense in Arizona is not bad. Uh, Christian Ponder, though, hopefully he can be efficient in the game. He's going to have to improve that. And again, I expect him to. I think he will. He's a very astute individual. I can see him doing that, improving and coming in and having a good football game. But I do expect the game to have a slight edge to the ground game. And that is how the Vikings will defeat the Arizona Cardinals. But in one of those kind of games where... I mean, Arizona is on the decline, unfortunately. And I don't expect that much from their offense. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I think the Vikings' defense has a rebound this week. That's probably an even bigger key to the Vikings winning the game. But I like to kind of come out with the offense first. Uh, I think the Vikings' defense will make a statement in this game. Arizona's going to have trouble running the ball. I think Kevin Cobb is going to struggle against the Vikings. Unfortunately for him... (laughs) But Larry Fitzgerald will probably get a touchdown in the game. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, obviously somebody's going to have to score. Right? They're not going to. The Vikings are not going to shut out Arizona like we shut out the Tennessee Titans. I, I don't see that happening. But at the same time, I don't see Arizona lighting the Vikings up either. Kevin Cobb and the Cardinals have been on the decline the past two weeks. Remember, they were four and zero at one point. Now they're four and two. So I do see Minnesota with a rebound here. And if they don't rebound and they don't win this football game. They're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> At 4-3, and three, that's not the worst record ever, but you know what? The schedule's about to get a lot worse, and if you can't beat Arizona at home, you don't deserve to make the playoffs. So with that said, the Vikings will pull it out. They will win 24-2. to 
17. No, 24 to 20 to 20. Vikings win 24 to 20 in a fairly close game. You're going to see the likes of Blair Wallace, Percy Harvin, and Adrian Peterson will be the main cogs of the victory. And of course, the secondary of the Minnesota Vikings will frustrate the Arizona Cardinals. I think the running game is going to be shut down pretty good. I, I don't think Arizona is going to be running the football anything, anything much in this football game. In this football game. Football, football, football. Yeah. Bad English there. Um, I don't think Arizona is going to be running. I have their best running game in this week. I think the Vikings defense rebounds. And they have to. Because if it doesn't, the season's over. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to end it on that note. Thank you. Again, I think Minnesota gets to 5 and 2 and head to Tampa and go to 6 and 2 or well come and then hopefully go 6 and 2 when Tampa Bay visits visits Thursday about 12 days from now. So, yes, thank you again for listening to the show. Please do go to the sportsstuff.com. Do give that a visit. That would be great. Don't forget to check out the other shows on that website if you could including my two shows, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, but check out the other shows on there as well. More than worth it. Hopefully we're going to... We'll see what happens, though, what we're going to do with the message board. Still have not been decided yet overall. But uh, we thank Dylan Richardson always for making this show possible and for having a nice website over on thesportstuff.com. Thesportstuff.com. Don't forget the call-in lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Don't forget to leave a name, your name and town. Mention what show you're calling in for, which is Purple Mafia. And there you go. Statement, shout-out, question, whatever. <laughs> Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. And at Purple Mafia Show is a Twitter account. Like and, fo- and or follow those respective accounts. Would appreciate it also very much. So with that... We're looking for a rebound effort for the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, it better be a good one. Because as mentioned already, <laughs> this is a mu- yeah. It's it's kind of a must-win game. You you can't lose against Arizona. That would be devastating. Devastating to the season. It, it you know is, is there any doubt? <laughs> really? And then in four days you have to play Tampa. Play Tampa. You can't beat Arizona at home. Ouch. Vikings will win the football game, and we'll go from there. Until then, though. <laughs> Go Vikings, get that 5-2 and two record, and take care everybody.